All right. You know what? You know what I'm looking for when I make up my mind if I'm going to pursue a prospect. Brian, what do you think I'm looking for? Uh, and I typically know in the first 15 seconds. So I have a filter that I use when I talk to people to decide if I'm going to initiate my follow-up. They have to be hungry, humble, and they have to have a teachable spirit. It's very hard to help a person that's closed-minded or thinks or believes they're already there. Okay? So I listen. When, I'm, when I go to an event, I walk around and I talk to people and I listen. And I can typically tell by the posture of their body and, and what they say to me if they fit in that criteria. Are they hungry? Are they humble? Are they teachable? Then, do they have the time? Do they have the interest? Do they have the money? Because a lot of people have problems, but will not spend any money to solve those problems. Okay? So what I'm looking for when I'm talking to people is that is a filter. People ask me, how do I initiate my follow-up? When do I make up my mind that you are a legitimate prospect for me? And what I'm looking at are the indicators, right? On, on my plane up in the cockpit, there's what's called attitude indicators. A pilot calls them attitude indicators. And those attitude indicators tell you if the plane is ascending, it is at its uh, flying path or plateaued, or it is, it is landing, it's descending. And, and they call it an attitude indicator. Well, I look at people's attitude indicators. Are they, are they going somewhere and they want some help getting there? Do they have a good attitude? Do they have a teachable spirit? And I can tell literally in the first time I talk to a person. That way I don't waste a lot of time with people. If you're not legitimate, you're not serious, that's why I use these cues like I, I work with Navy SEALs, not the Baby SEALs. On a scale of 1 to 10, how serious are you? Because I can't help you till, till you till you commit to something. See, what I'm doing is I'm looking at their attitude. Attitude is a posture of the body represented by a physical state. Something I'm teaching my 10-year-old daughter. See, I can tell when she's got a bad attitude or a good attitude by the posture of her body. Everybody see that? Okay? And even in the Bible, it talks about the, 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 the hands that hang down and the knees that wobble. What's it saying is you got a bad attitude by your posture of your body. Okay? I'm not open. I'm not humble. I'm not hungry. And so I want you to think about when, when you are initiating your sales cycle, when I am trying to connect to people, because I spoke at the stadium last, you know, last week in, uh, in, in Miami at Lone Depot Stadium, and people would walk up to my table because I had books and TVs and all that stuff. And I would just sit there and have a conversation with, how are you? Did you like my presentation? What did you learn? What are you trying to do? Have you ever had a coach before? What are your goals? Do any of these books look like they could help you? And if they just sit there, look at me like... I'm like, move along to the next station because you ain't doing anything with me, right or wrong. Ego can keep you from, from not having a teachable spirit can teach you to go into the next level because it's all relative. No matter where you are in life, there's somebody doing it bigger, better. As long as you come with a humble spirit and a teachable spirit that I could learn something. Okay, so in the first session, how many of you had some kind of breakthrough that helped you with something that you recognize something? Okay, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. Okay, now here's the deal. And this is what I really want to teach you because I'm about to teach the connection part before I go into the tactical part. When I was a basketball coach, 
most coaches focused on one thing, skill. This would be like me teaching you sales technique. What to say, how to mirror, how to, how to do so, how to use certain techniques to get a person to take action. But you're actually missing a lot. So they would just work on the skill of a player. They practice more, they practice more. I actually spend a lot of time working on the chemistry of the players, the, the trust between the players, the, the buy-in of the players. And those were what we called intangibles. I couldn't measure them, but I knew they were there. How many of you believe these things are on a profit and loss statement? Trust, chemistry, buy-in, leadership, prey drive. See, go, go to your accountant and say, where's prey drive on the PL sheet? It's all over that sheet. Yes or no? Okay. They should replace uh, profit with prey drive because without prey drive, there ain't no top line. And where there's no top line, there's no bottom line. So, so when you think about this, the reason this is important is because I would work over here and they would, they would all work up here. Okay. A lot of, if, if, if you can sell, but you can't connect to people and you can't get that buy-in from people and they don't trust you, then you're going to have a hard time selling. I don't care how good of a sale, how, how many techniques people have taught you or scripts people have taught you. Because you can't do this simple thing. Locate what are they trying to do. Connect, truly connect to people where they feel understood. And that, they're, and that you're there for one reason, not to sell them something, but to help them move from A to B. See, what you're really trying to do with your prospects is show them how you are uniquely qualified to help them go from A to B. The sale becomes easy. The sale becomes easy when they go, oh, I need you. I mean, I'm trying to get somewhere and you're, you're really valuable to this equation. I need you. Not selling me anything. I'm just helping you move from A to B in your life, okay? So when you're thinking about connection, these are these are some definitions of connection because how many of you think this is this is really the the first place to start? When I talk to people on the phone that I've never met before, when I see people on social media, when I follow up with them, if I don't have this part, then it don't matter. Okay? So what does connection really mean? Here's the definition of connection in relationship with a purpose, a thing or an idea. You could be married to a person and not have a connection to them. Would you agree with that? I went on the road for a, a, a long time. And I came home one night. And my and I've been gone for like six, or seven days. And my wife was not was just not paying any attention to me at all. And. uh You know, I'm start getting irritated. I mean, like I've been gone. I've been gone for, been on the road. And I got home and I told Natalie, I said, "Man, I, I need you to pay attention to me." I said, "Everywhere I go, I get attention from people because I'm Coach Burt. I sign autographs, I take pictures, and then I come home, and my own wife is not paying attention to me. And you know what she said back to me? We just had to learn to live without you here. We just had to learn to make it without you here. 
So I'm sorry that I'm not paying attention to you, but but we've we've had to figure this out with you out on the road and me home with the kids. What really what really happened is me and her lost connection to each other. Everybody see that? And this was part of the reason we hired this coach to coach us on connection because we had lost our connection. So you can live in the same house with a person and completely lose connection to them. This is something, and what I have noticed, what what I have noticed is that uh, is that you have to work hard at connection. Would you agree?